At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Sorry about the uh, confusion there yesterday. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here, uh, checking out the episode and the series. Please hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep you up to date on your favorite artists. Discover some new ones. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, or YouTube for the video versions. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Three Days Grace, going to be talking with uh, bassist Brad Walst. Uh, about the Canadian band's seven studio album, Explosions. This is a record that found them uh, writing separately for the first time due to the due to the lockdown. Of course, they did it all over Zoom. That was a new experience for them. We're going to get into the anger heard within the songs and finding ways to continue to tap into that emotion, especially as they, as they work themselves into middle age. Uh, the big searching questions that populate the lyrics... Uh, and I also want the background on the uh, the song I Am The Weapon. Uh, Brad's also going to share the story of making a video for the song Lifetime uh, that shines a light on Mayfield, Kentucky, not far from here in Louisville. Uh, those the that, That's the town that uh, got hit by the tornadoes earlier this year. Proceeds, in fact, uh, from this song are helping to, uh, to uh, give folks money that were impacted by those tornadoes. So we're going to be hearing about that. And it's the band's 25th anniversary. How does this record speak to their past? We'll get into all that and more. We're discussing explosions. It's Kyle Meredith with Three Days Grace. How are you today, man? Uh, first off, congratulations on the new record, uh, Explosions. This is another powerhouse of an album from you all. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty exciting to have a record out finally. You know, it's uh, it took us a little longer this time around. Usually we're about three years apart between records, and I think this year was four. So, um, you know, it was definitely, uh, you know, with the environment and what we what we just went through with all the, the lockdowns and such, it took us a little longer. But, uh, yeah, we're super stoked. You know, it's exciting to have it out. And we just did a little run in the States there and got to play some new songs live, which was also exciting. So, yeah good times so the way you guys had to do it i mean recording them separately like this what did you notice about each other's work like you know once it finally came to was it something you're going oh you know we're on the same thread or we're not 
Yeah, no, it was, it, it, that definitely made it a little bit harder, I think, just because, you know, writing, first of all, writing the songs through Zoom, you know, we, uh, you know, we, we did it, uh, we've never done it that way. We've always been together. We've always had a vibe in a room somewhere. So that alone was difficult at times. But then, you know, um, being in lockdown, you know, Barry flew to LA, did some tracks. I went to a separate studio, then Neil did, and Matt made like a little vocal booth in his uh, house out of his closet. So it was, it was definitely weird. We did about eight songs that way. And um, yeah, like when I got to the studio, um, I was hearing like Neil's drum tracks for the first time. So there was parts where I was like, whoa, like that's out of, you know, out of left field. And you had to kind of accommodate it or come up with a new part or, so that was kind of, that made it harder, but it was also kind of cool too, right? Cause it was, uh, it was a spur of the moment kind of vibe. And, um, you know, I, I will say like sitting with the songs a little longer than usual, you know, we all kind of, we all kind of went in and almost played too much sometimes, if that makes sense where you're like, oh man, this is, you know, we don't need that part, but you know, everybody's playing to their maximum because we just don't know what's going to happen. Right. So um, it was pretty, it was a cool experience, but you know, I, at the end of the day, I don't think I'd want to do it again. <laughs> it, it, it's interesting too, because I, I know that you probably hear it differently than we do. Like you hear, you probably, I, I'm guessing hear the separation, you know, the, the, the vocal boost in the closet where, you know, and I think that goes for any album. And like, you know, when we hear our favorite albums, I don't know if you're like me, but you know, it's all just this one piece. And, and luckily, I should say, as a listener, you don't really know what that looks like behind this, you know, the 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 work that's put into it. You know, it's it's yeah. gotta have the magic. And like I guess what I'm asking is, was it difficult to find the magic? No, I don't think so, because you know, we we've been together a long time. So we, you know, we all know this is our seventh record and we all kind of knew what we were getting into and um you know like i said in a way there's parts that are a lot better just because of the way it happened and and uh you know i think in the end of the day it turned out to be a great record but uh it wasn't the record that we you know were expecting to make um but it turned out amazing and you know we're pretty excited so um yeah i, I think it there was there was a lot of magic <laughs> there, there was a lot of magic to make it happen so we'll say that <laughs> Uh, it may be obvious to say too, but I mean, there's a lot of real anger in, in this album. And I only say that in contrast to a lot of artists who out there, you know, we, we got a lot of songs about separation, you know, and, and, and some artists made the choice to say, oh, I, I want to go on, you know, the bright and the positive this time around. Do you get a sense of what drove you all to take that direction? I mean, nothing new for you, but I guess is what I'm saying is during this time specifically. Yeah, you know, it's funny because um, at the time, like it, this goes for all our, our writing and all our records, you know, at the time we don't really think about what we're writing about. And then afterwards you kind of go, oh man, like, yeah, that was an angry time or that was a happy time or, you know, you don't really realize it till afterwards. And I think I've had a few other people say the same thing that this record's really angry. And, you know, we, we, we write about kind of how we're feeling day to day and you know stuff that's going on in our lives or, or with our family members or friends so you know I think maybe that just came across you know it wasn't planned at all so um, maybe just the fact of sitting at home on a computer screen you know at times it was really frustrating at times we had the best days we've ever had so it's it's uh, it's interesting you say that because you know we definitely I guess it reflected <laughs> through the screen I've read of our frustrations of, of of the world at that time you know so um you know and we had some we had some just like everybody else we had a lot of a lot of good times and we had a lot of bad times so um 
yeah, it definitely all came out, came out in the wash, I think, you know. Do you, you know, as a, as a hard rock band, do you find that it's changed the way you tap in to that emotion, to, to anger in the same way? Like when we're young, I think that's expected, you know, but as you get older, has that changed for you? Yeah, sure. That's, a, that's a great question because, you know, it, you know, I'm, I'm not a young man anymore. I'm 45 years old. And, you know, when you first get in the game and we've been doing this a long time, over 20 years, you're, you know, you're full of that piss and vinegar and nothing to lose. And, uh, you know, it's like just a wild ride and a wild party or whatnot. And yeah, as you get older, you, you know, you, 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 you kind of change the way you feel obviously and you mature. And I think we all mature as writers and as people. And I think, you know, I think it's the same message, but you just go through different ways of feeling, you know, feeling anger or feeling frustration or feeling happiness, you know, in a way. So, um, it does get harder, you know, just to express that sometimes, but I think, um, you know, we're, as far as the band and I, we're all kind of on the same page. We're all close and we're all brothers. So, uh, together we can, uh, we can use that as almost like a therapy and, and get through that together and, and write together like that. So, yeah. And, and teaming up with, uh, with Ted, Ted Bruner, uh, uh, like what were those conversations like this time? Were, were you all, uh, looking to hone in on anything specific? Not really. No, Ted's just, uh, and that was the cool thing I'll have to say about zoom was, you know, like in the past we'd fly Ted out or we go meet Ted in Nashville or we'd meet, you know, and, and just hang and write, but you know, it was cool. It was cool that we got to collaborate with our favorite people and our buddies or whoever, just, it was easy, right? Like you just hang out on screen and, uh, you know, so that was cool. You know, we got to hang with Ted a lot and, um, you know, we've always wrote great songs with him and he's, uh, he's a great writer and a good friend. And, you know, the cool thing about Ted is, is it's not, it's not all business. You know, he, um, he's a friend. So he'll be like, how are you feeling today? You know, and then you get talking and then you're like, oh, this, this is pissing me off or this is great. And I think that kind of reflects in some of the writing with him because he, uh, he kind of gets it out of you, you know, in a way. And, and, and all of a sudden you're writing about it and you're like, whoa, (laughs) so he's, he's a great guy. And uh, man, he's got some, He's got some great, uh, great tunes he's on on this record, I'll tell you. Well, it's it's especially like, you know, as, as we talk about the angry part uh, side of it, but like souvenirs into No Tomorrow. I mean, it, you know, maybe you specifically put them next to each other because of that. But but lyrically, like there's big searching questions that, you know, I also hear across this record. You know, as look at the lyrics and souvenirs, you know, we don't know why we're here uh, going into the No Tomorrow, you know, and live like there's no tomorrow in anything. And I don't know if you can speak to that, but uh, but those big searching questions, they do find themselves through a lot of these songs. You know, where, where did that come from? Absolutely. And I think, you know, like for us, you know, we um, we talk about, you know, and we talk about everything. And, you know, anxiety is a big part of, of I think everybody's daily life now, you know, and and, you know, just I think for us, it's the it's the big question of like, what is this all for? You know, and I think that's kind of how souvenirs came about. And um you know, into no tomorrow, it's like, uh, you know, just live each day like there is no tomorrow and just have fun. And, and yeah, there are some bigger, deeper questions. And I think, you know, for us, um, well, for myself, like a song like Explosions, you know, when, when we wrote that, I was like, man, I feel like that a lot where I'm just like, I feel like I have all these problems, but then I kind of look up and I'm like, I'm spinning on a rock through space in a meat skeleton, you know, and, and I'm just like, what is my problems aren't that big you know so I think songs like that for me anyways and I hope other it helps other people it helps me like 
come back down to earth a little bit and just uh, stay grounded, you know? So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Uh, one of them, another one, so I, I, don't, I didn't write down, I don't know where the seed from this one came, but I'm such a big fan of I Am The Weapon. And, and mm. you know, speaking of powerful statements, that's all through there, that, that I was a target, I was the mission, you had the power, your ammunition. Like, you know, just going to go broad here. What can you tell me about this one? Because this might be one of my favorites on, on the album. Yeah, mine too, actually. It's, uh, it's a great song. It just, uh, it was a Zoom, right, with um, one of our favorite people, Simon Wilcox, who helped us write a couple songs on the first record, actually. And uh, obviously the daughter of David Wilcox, who's a great uh, writer and performer. Um, but yeah, this kind of came quick. It was actually one of the quicker songs we wrote. And, you know, Barry had the riff, which is rocking. And then, uh, you know, we just started talking about, we were talking about kids and, you know, we all have kids and stuff. And, you know, my kids especially are sometimes caught up in this, you know, their screens, right? And they're, they're just glued to their screens and just constantly swiping through whatever platform. And, uh, you know, we just kind of started thinking like how different, you know, our lives were when we were that age, you know, not dating ourselves, but maybe dating ourselves a little. And, and I think just the idea that, you know, we are part of some kind of algorithm. That's the way I take it, you know, and, and, and we are what we are created, you know, we are created by the world or by what we see the world as. So, um, yeah, that's the way I take it. And I think, uh, I think people are going to rock to that song. I think it's going to be a great song live. And, uh, yeah, one of my favorites as well. Just a great hook, great lyrics across that one. And it happens a lot on this record. I mean, you know, you got a, a scar is born, 
like how how often does the song start with a phrase because that's that's one of those like if you can grab a phrase like that when you hold on to it yeah we're we're big on that you know like even like if i'm uh walking down the street and i'll hear somebody say something like whoa that was and i'll make sure i write it down you know because i think that's for us we, we we do a lot of writing from the top down right and that's just the top we call it top lining so um like oh i heard this great you know i am the weapon or whatever it's going to be you know and like, oh that's cool and then you kind of just we build it from there and then we kind of all of a sudden we're talking about something that happened to you know barry yesterday or matt or it's it's interesting that way but yeah we we do that quite often where we'll start with a title and uh kind of build it down you know and somebody's like oh i got a great riff that would match that and it all kind of just comes together spontaneously if you will and it's i guess that is the magic we were talking about earlier you know? right so, right yeah it's, it's it is one of the great things about uh, about plenty of your songs i should bring up one more too with uh with lifetime uh i'm i'm in louisville uh and oh, nice. uh yeah and i know this uh, you know has the video i should say has its ties to uh, to mayfield uh where the tornadoes came through just uh, south of us uh why uh, i guess just talk about that a little bit because i know the proceeds are you know went to help the community on top of that i mean what was it why why center in on that so you know obviously lifetime's a big song about loss and uh you know we've had to deal with that a little bit through our camp and um you know we, we were just sitting one day on i think we were on zoom or whatever and we're like man it'd be cool to do a, a really good video for this and we couldn't you know and then barry barry lives about two hours north in southern indiana and he was talking about these uh, tornadoes and and yeah you know of course we all heard about them and it, you know it's one of those things that comes and goes and we we're like holy crap and then he, he was telling us some interesting stories about how like that day he was sitting in his house watching like debris like clothing fly by and you know he the next day there was all these like family pictures on his lawn and stuff and he showed us one and we were like holy crap and it kind of hit home for him and he's like we we're like we should bring light to this situation you know and um him being so close and having family members from around there and friends and um you know we just thought it'd be something to bring light to and, and hopefully uh get some knowledge out there about it because it is crazy you know it's it's devastating uh, just to see some of those like you know matt flew down and and did the video and we didn't get to experience that but seeing the, the uh takes from it, you're just like oh my god like it's it's unbelievable the devastation but at the same time you're like the hope you know there's such great hope there with the community coming together and helping out and um you know so we we felt like we we had to help you know so one dollar from every ticket that we sell this summer is going to go towards uh those those charities and uh you know we're just hoping that people will investigate a little more and, and pay a bit more attention to that because it's still happening like people are still trying to rebuild as you know and uh it's crazy you know and i think that's just the world we live in it's you know, one day it's something and the next day that news is gone, you know, and I think it's important uh, to bring light to that. And like I said, Barry uh, being so close, it uh, definitely hit home for us, you know. I also thought, yeah. you know, fun little, um, I don't say coincidence, but a fun little instance that, uh, you know, the, the song that gets shot at Kentucky is also about the closest to the country that you all get on this. I mean, I don't know if that's a steel guitar, but it almost sounds like a steel guitar on this one. <laughs> <It is. laughs> That's a good point. It is. A, it is a lap steel. It is. Yeah, absolutely. So the one with the steel is the one you know gets the Kentucky video, right? Yeah, I get it. That's that's a good one. I haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> no, definitely a lap steel. Yeah, you, that's a good ear right there. Yeah. I mean, that instantly offers such a vibe to a song. To you know, when you've got an instrument like that, does that change how you approach 
what you want the song to be, the lyrical themes of a song like that? That actually came last. We, um, we had the song all done and we were just, you know, we always try to kind of sprinkle some kind of ambience, whether it's uh, analog synthesizer or, you know, somebody shaking keys or, you know, just something to kind of lift the song or give it some kind of mood. And I think Neil was in the studio with, with somebody writing and it was um, the lap steel guitar player for Dallas Green who plays with Alexis on Fire was in the studio at the time and i think neil just happened to play the song for him and he's like oh man i'd love to lay some stuff down we're like great and then he came back with that and we didn't change one thing we're like man this is awesome so again just kind of like a spontaneous thing that added a whole new vibe to that song and 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 really you know complemented it i think so so this year what marks 25 years for the band is that right 25th anniversary I think it is the 20, yeah, 97 would be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, you've got, when you've got so much history and you, you have a new record, how important is it for that, that new album then to speak to the history in any way? Is that part of the conversation? Absolutely, yeah. I don't think we, you know, we never try to stray too far from our roots and, you know, why we got in this. But, you know, we're always trying to create something different at the same time. So it's, it can be difficult, you know, because it's... Uh, you got to stay true to your heart, you know, and your gut. So um, absolutely. Like we will write songs. We're like, Oh man, that sounds like the first record or, you know, there's always, you're always kind of comparing, you know? And I think uh, there's definitely songs on this record like that, where you're like, Oh, it sounds old because <laughs> it is old, but it's pretty cool, man. You know, it's, it's, it's been a journey and it's, it's still going. And uh, yeah, we're pretty blessed to, to be on this, on this road. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on uh, everything you've accomplished in that journey so far, Brad, and uh, and congratulations again on this new record, Explosions. Again, I said at the beginning, it is a powerful statement that you guys have put out. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it, too. Thanks, man, and thanks for your support, and uh, yeah, hopefully we see you soon in Louisville. My thanks to Brad Walsh to Three Days Grace. The new album is called Explosions. Thanks to you as well for checking out the episode. Before you get out, hit that subscribe button. Again, three brand new interviews every single week. New ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date on your favorite artist. And discover some new ones uh, at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org. It's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. An hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social medias, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Okay, see ya, bud. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfpk.org from Louisville Public Media.